0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: Hi, everybody. It's Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. If you use your channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell icon so you're made aware of any time we put new content on. Loads of great guests coming up. Um, loads of great fans, loads of great players, including today, lifelong hammer, it's John Leddington. Hi, John, how are you?
1: Fine, thank you, Russ, fine.
2: How are you coping in this new world we live in at the moment?
1: Yeah, not too bad, um, just uh, plodding on, as they say, um, I've retired now, so work isn't an issue. Uh, my wife, she's got a condition, so she's had to sort of uh, safeguard. Yeah. so i've been doing errands and shopping and stuff but <laughs> when we together we we do reading i listen to lots of music watch lots of movies so it yeah it's uh i can't say it's been um uh, uh, not a good thing you know it's yeah. uh it's me and to spent a lot of time together and we're not a couple that uh Gets fed up with each other's company. We oh, we see. like each other's company. <laughs> yeah. So um, so yeah. But Jeanette's back at work now, so uh, oh, it's okay. a little bit of normality.
2: Yeah. Now now you now you're kicking yourself around the house a little bit now. Yeah. You?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Wait for home time. I know how you feel. <laughs> I know how you feel. But obviously football's back, so at least you've got something. Yeah, to it be, is something to moan about. You know, we've got something new yeah. to moan about. So yeah, it fun. seems a bit odd with no
1: uh, supporters. Uh, yep. I think it proves that supporters are vital to the game yeah
2: vital. I, I totally agree it's, it's one of those things where um i think that obviously they had to get it all done they had to get the season finished and just say obviously if they didn't there'd be yeah you know, litigations wouldn't there if everybody goes yeah. down or stays up so that had to be done and you're right i think uh, I, I think it's actually helped a lot i think you know there's you know i i think there's an appreciation, as you said, of the fans and the impact they do make. Um, particularly the first few games, where it was weird and the fitness levels were low, and you're thinking if the crowd were there, it may have given them another ten percent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, in of,
1: yeah.
2: In terms of that, but it but it is what it is, isn't it? And you know, it is.
1: There's nothing we can do. It's uh, this virus has affected all walks of life, all activities. So you've just got to go with it.
2: Exactly, you're right, and you know we'll get this season over with. We'll beat uh, we'll beat Watford on Friday, and and we'll we'll be okay. Be and no, I no think, think if on.
1: we if we win tomorrow, well, that should be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. should be it. Should be safety. It should be. It should. be
2: <laughs> But we know, John. You you, you, always, you know it. Anything can happen. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: You can never <laughs> predict. You can never be sure. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You really can't, but that's the joy of being West a West Ham fan. So it is. Speaking of that, John, I always ask every person I have on the on the channel, whether it's a player or a or, or a fan, you know, their story. So why West Ham? Why is West Ham your team? I'm not detecting a, a cockney twang in your no, accent or anything like that. No,
1: <laughs> no. Well, I was born in Stoke on Trent and I've lived here all my life. And when I was ten, I started taking a real interest in football. I started playing football at school got for the school team yeah. and in 64 when west ham got to the cup final i just um obviously back those days it's the biggest game of the calendar it's the biggest game you could see live on television and it started at eight o'clock in the morning went through till six o'clock at night it was a whole day and the the lead up to the game, I read in the paper West Ham versus Preston, and I had no real knowledge. Mm. And I watched the match, and I just I just liked them, you know. And the strip, really, I liked the strip, even though it was black and white, <laughs> uh, no colour television. The strip, and then they won, and I, I did particularly like John Sissons, yeah, uh, because like. Same Christian name. And I, when I played football, I played on the wing and John was a winger. And just like John Sissons and I still, he's still close to my heart now. So watch the match. They won. And then the start of the 64-65 season, West Ham were fixtured to play Stoke at the Victoria Ground in the September. So I asked my dad to take me. So he did. We ended up losing 3-1, but that had no negative uh, connotations at all. Uh, it, it just enhanced, you know, and, and the strip, the away strip, the iconic, the sky blue strip with the claret uh, hoops. I loved it, you know, and um, it was just uh, the logically, I should have been a Stoke City or Port Vale fan, but once I'd seen West Ham in the flesh, I'd seen the cup final. I was hooked I was really hooked and it might sound really strange but it was something magical really you know they just got me yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, i say it was 10 years of age and that in the christmas of 64 my mum and dad wrote to the club to see about buying a strip for me a full strip and the club sent the strip up without payment which i'll learn years later so they trusted they sent the strip and trusted my mum and dad to send the money which they did and then as they got into my teen years i'd go to the odd match not regular because i was still at school on the money side but i'd go if they were in manchester or the midlands i'd, I'd go to matches when i was in my t- early teens and um i remember going to match i remember in 69 paying for a ticket when they played mansfield and their fake Cup. it was 10 shilling the ticket was but it was postponed because of bad weather, and then they played it in the midweek. And um obviously I couldn't go because it was school. Of course. And then um it's just just I wanted to go these matches and the matches I picked my matches, you know. I wasn't lucky enough to be a, a local hammer who, who could go every home match. Mm. And then um I, the earlier round they played Huddersfield and uh, and my sister was in was at leeds university then so i met her in the center of leeds we got tickets for the match my sister and her friend barbara and i waited for her in the center in leeds and i was accosted by some leeds fans so by the time my sister had turned up i was covered in spittle <laughs> but we went to the match and you know it was uh, we won two 0 so yeah and then um, as you go on i went to three of the four league cup semi-final matches against stoke and um, it culminated in stoke winning 3-2 at old trafford yeah. but what a match that was it was one of the most exciting football matches i've ever seen and, yeah. you know and me brought my dad and my brother-in-law was st- i think i was the only person from stoke-on-trent who was sad that uh, the result you know but i'm quite happy really if it sounded that stoke did win because my brother-in-law was a massive Stoke fan and oh, okay. three years later he passed away oh, from uh, Hodgkin's non-lymphoma and so I'm glad that he got to see his beloved yeah. Stoke win the final you know because uh, he was only 30 when he passed so yeah it was, you know and then my dad got me two tickets for the final in 75 and I went down on the bus with a friend of mine Phil and what a day that, that's one of the great days i mean 75 was a good year because i met my me wife in the february yeah. and then west Ham won the cup so it's a pretty good year yeah, it's a good year that's a good, good year and then as i say i used to go to the odd matches and then yeah. my son was born in 77. i couldn't get a ticket for the 80 final so i'll it at home and then i took andrew for his first match in 84 when he was seven this was down at, at stoke and we won 4-2, so Andrew became then, you know, Yeah. so we used to go matches together, I've got somebody to go with then, you know, because yeah, exactly. in the early days, there was nobody in Stoke on Trent who remotely yeah. supported West Ham, at school I had a mate, Jimmy, who was a Leeds fan but everybody else was Stoke and, and Port Vale, you know yeah. and um, so me and Andrew used to go on the train And but in Stoke on Trent now, Russ, there's a lot of West Ham fans.
2: Really, I've met
1: lifelong friends. I've made lifelong friends with people. I've met at matches from Stoke on Trent, and there's a lot of West Ham fans in Stoke. Is, is, and is, yeah? Is that,
2: do you think that's? Do you think that's? Um, you know, sort of uh, East Enders moving up north, or was it? Or was it like people like yourself? No locals. Up, you know? Oh wow! Yeah. So locals, so similar, yeah, yeah.
1: Similar um, to you. Wow. Yeah, and no, there's a uh, few lifelong friends. You know. Um, who i met and uh, we've become say, friends and and i used to go on the train then i started to drive down to upton park yeah um which is you know a 360 mile round trip i couldn't do it very often but i did yeah. you know yeah. i went to the semi-final against forest at villa park yeah and i've never come away from a west Ham defeat feeling so elated if you know what i mean because yeah. of the <laughs> the it was such a, a wonderful experience yeah. on the whole 10 with the west ham fans singing billy bonds choir mean, as the goals kept going in against yeah. us the sound got louder it was incredible really you know it was an it was a surreal that um we'd be getting thrashed but the fans were just it was just typified west ham fans you know yeah, yeah. gallows humor really in a lot of respects yeah, but it was brilliant and then sort of uh, me and andrew kept going to matches and uh, we uh, went to both playoff matches at cardiff against yeah. palace and preston um the first one forget about that one and then yeah. against preston uh great brilliant day
2: exactly yeah
1: yeah We managed to get ticket, a friend of mine, Tony, got us tickets for the semi-final against Middlesbrough at Villa Park, so we went there. I I mean, over the years, I haven't been to, like the locals would be, to hundreds of matches, but I've got great memories of of brilliant occasions, and the Middlesbrough semi-final at Villa Park, that's another great memory, other than the result, because obviously they had a minute silence for John Lyle. And Then some fan during the minute silence shouted, Johnny was quiet before me. And then everybody was singing it. Yeah, 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 we got booed by the Middlesbrough fans who just didn't get it, they understand what doing, you know, right? just didn't get it at all. Couldn't get a ticket for the two, uh, the final against Liverpool, but yeah, it was. Uh, I've had some great times in life following West Ham, and I wouldn't have it any other way, you no, know,
2: exactly. And, and, and as you said, you know, it's not. Uh... You know, and I say it, and you probably know more anyway. I say it every episode, but we're not in it for the football. Um, we've we've packed the wrong horse there. <laughs> Although you came into you know sixty four, yeah, you, know, you had you know sixty four to eighty five. You know that's sort of the the the, the golden period, really. Yeah, you're a, you're yeah. A, bit of a glory hunter, really, Johnson. Well, <laughs> well, I was at <laughs> ten years no, of no, age,
1: <laughs> but um, um, I did appreciate the type of football yeah. they played because the. You know, I was only ten, but I'd seen football. The uh, I think they played tic tac before Barcelona. You know, which which oh, it's yeah. it's a bit of a stretch, but they used to play lovely passing football on the deck. You know, and um, slick football. Yeah. But they had the players. You know.
2: Yeah, yeah. You can play the football if you've got the right players in the right position. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they had some wonderful players. You know, I mean. I mean, I went to Old Trafford in '68 on my own. Uh, we drew one each, and on one side was Best Lord Charlton, and on the West Ham side was Moore Hurst Peters. I mean, wonderful, you know? Yeah, wonderful footballers. No. I'm a '60s football man. Yeah, I love yeah. the '60s.
2: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. No, I get, that. no, no, it makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, and 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 the great thing is, you know, as you said, West Ham sort of like. Um, it just gets into your clothes, doesn't it? it just, you can't wash it out. And as you said, you know, you you watched a few games and then before you know it, you're going, you're travelling everywhere around. Oh, Belgium yeah, and I Manchester mean. just seeing this team, it's
1: like. I mean, if I didn't love West Ham, I wouldn't at 13, 14, get on a train and go to Manchester or Birmingham or Leeds or, you know. I, I loved West Ham and I, I went because I had nobody to go with, but I was yeah. happy going on my own.
2: Yeah, and and you probably do, and and when you got there, you didn't feel like you was on your own at all because of no, no. The community, and as you said, you met loads of met loads of lifelong friends because of West Ham. Yeah, you know, you oh met yeah, and when
1: and when I went friends, when I went, went to Park, I mean met obviously the local uh, fans and um, had a lot of interaction with them, and just brilliant. Yeah, it's wonderful memories. You know they are. They are.
2: I'm. Um, We're to- I. Well, I mean, we must be totally biased, but I honestly think we've one of the best fan fan bases in in the league because. Oh, yeah. Because we just see, and even more so in this sort of weird world we live in at the moment, you know, it just you just see the the community spirit that comes through. You know, it's the yeah. You know the, the East End spirit coming through. You know everyone's Yeah, really yeah. Chatting to each other on the, Facebook and Twitter and stuff. Yeah, I
1: mean, on Facebook, I've got a lot of. West Ham fans as friends you know and uh, a lot of interaction with them and you know yes it's it's brilliant yeah
2: yeah it's brilliant and and that's how this channel started you know because of that and that's how it's become this beast of a thing at the moment because oh yes it's it's
1: wonderful you know you can players giving their histories and fans it's 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 brilliant I look you know love it
2: it's uh, yeah, it's good fun, and, and it's nice to talk to people who I wouldn't have spoken to. So, you know, I never would have spoken to you, probably, John, ever in my life, to be honest. And now no, I'm coming no, yeah. to you and having a lovely time. And same with running yeah. you know, and, and it's, um, it's lovely because I'm making new, new friends and, and also finding a lot about my history of West Ham. You know, I, I came into it relatively late, um, not late, but later than you, for example. um, And all the 60s and 70s and the 80s stuff as well it's really interesting. You know, I find it really fascinating listening to all these stories and, and stuff like that. And as you said, you talk about yeah, you know, Johnny Sissons and people like that. I yeah. now know who you talk about now. So I, cause oh, I, yeah. I I've been doing my, my research afterwards because uh, it's some of them are f- fantastic stories. You know, I was like, um, the, what was on the other day um from Michael? no Noel, Noel Cantwell, and so I've been reading about Noel Cantwell, you know, and it's amazing yeah. all this stuff you learn. Know. He was actually
1: before my time, Noel Cantwell, yeah. but obviously I'm aware of, of him and Malcolm Allison and uh, and people like that, you know, sitting in cassettiers, sort of uh, moving the salt and pepper pots around, you know, yeah, yeah, that
2: no, is great. And there was. Um... Oh, things so, so many people. I know the stories, but not the people. I apologise if I didn't credit you properly, whoever I interviewed. But there was a story. I it was Derek Derek Grimble. That was it. Derek Grimble's story. He was about Caseteries, and uh, he was like in a park in the middle of somewhere in America, and he was talking to someone. He had. A, he was. A, you know, he heard a Cockney accent, and they were chatting, and he he was the wife of. Uh, the granddad was the owner of the calf. Yeah. And I love, that's what I love all these weird sort of interactions that West Ham yeah. just brings together. It's wonderful.
1: It's so um, nice to hear. I went to Malta uh, yeah. in 1979, 1980 for summer holidays. And I think it was the first one. Uh, there was a pub called the 29 Steps. And I had a West Ham t shirt on. Yeah. And my son had a West Ham t-shirt and we walked into this with my wife and my mum and dad, walked in and then about half a dozen people at the table erupted, you know, West Ham fans and sort of shouted me over and yeah, it was great memories. Yeah, yeah.
2: I always on holiday, literally, I, I literally have a suitcase full of West Ham. So I don't wear anything else around the pool. Because because yeah. because you just you start chatting to people, don't you? They oh, you do, West yeah. Ant-top, and they might be a West Ham, might be an Arsenal fan, and then you start that interaction, and you know, nine times out of ten, if I'm in Dubai and wearing a West Ham top, I bump yeah. into a player because they're just always there as well. You know, it's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. I love, yeah. It. I love it, love it, love it. Right. So let's let's talking about players. Um. In a in a very very clever segue there into what the actual channel's about. Um, this hammers eleven idea. So the idea yeah. we we pick eleven players um, based on. Well, the only rule really is you have to be alive to a scene and play. Now, from you for obviously sixty four onwards, you've got quite a nice spread. To be honest, you've probably got one of the best spreads we've had. Um, yeah. In terms of in terms of players, we try and keep it to a four four two. But to be honest, I'm I'm easy. I'm I'm getting uh, I'm getting softer at old age, John. To be honest. Um. <laughs> and so for the for the john 11 um who would be between the sticks i'm really interested about your eleven. Who
1: well be uh the i i basically this 11 would be probably where i would think the greatest 11 in my opinion nice. yep. it, yeah the the greatest 11 players are in my opinion you know n- not to disrespect anybody else no of course not but in goal i mean i've seen some got i mean Jim, I, I love Jim Standon because he was yeah. the first goalkeeper I, I was aware of. I love Bobby Ferguson uh, when they signed him from Kilmarnock in 67 for a world record thing. And, you know, Mervyn Day, uh, yeah, 75-cup final keeper. But it's got to be Phil Parks in yeah, goal. Yeah, 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 yeah I mean, he's a superb goalkeeper. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I think he only won one England cap, which is a travesty, really. But when you see that he's... he's um, People competing with Shelton, Clements, yeah. Joe Corrigan. They had some great goalkeepers in those days, and yes. Phil uh, was was the equal of them, I think. Yeah, mm.
2: you're right in the fact that we've again it's littered through sort of West Ham history that players have come around at the wrong time. So you know, if Phil was another couple of years older or younger he would have had more than one England cap, that's for sure. So yeah, there's a lot of yeah. other players, unfortunately, and it just seems to be West Ham always have an asterisk by their name. When yeah. It's just, But we know that's the case. Uh, yeah. So yeah, big field parks. Yeah, that's a good shout, John. Yeah, totally agree with that. Okay. uh, You carry on. You go through the team as you want to in terms of Well, football. if we go from
1: right back yep. across the line to left back, right back, Ray Stewart. Yeah. Um, a brilliant! You know they signed him in the seventy nine, I think, for something like four hundred thousand uh, pounds, the most expensive teenager, I think, back then. And you know, a great fullback, and but he could also play centre back. I think, if I'm right, and the the replay against Everton, at Talland Road in eighty, I think he played centre off because Alvin was injured, I think. And he could, he, he could, he could play, and I, and he would do a good job in midfield because. He got a lot of ability and um he was competitive and obviously his penalty taking was uh when when he sort of put the ball down did his usual walk backwards and then he'd come up and just hit it yeah you know as, as hard as he could and more often than not I, I can't remember him missing he must have missed one or two but he, he was safe as houses with penalties yeah, good, he was a he was a good defender. Yeah, he
2: was. he was, and again, I've been watching a lot of lot of the old old footage, but the eighties and stuff. And yeah, he was he was an absolute fantastic, fantastic player, and um, still revered by a lot of the a lot of the players that he played with. You know what I mean? So they yeah they yeah. talk about Ray Stewart, and you know that that always gives more gives me more credence you know to, to what a good player if if the players talk about him in the same regards as the players as the fans because you get this sort of like dual the fans obviously because west ham is is got penalties but obviously you know players in terms of what he delivered in training and the matches yeah. and stuff as well i mean he he, he embraced
1: uh, uh the league he, he came down and he he embraced it and I, I think he he grew to love uh the west ham fans and uh, he loved life in London. I think you know. Yeah, he's a and he, he, i know he's still, he still—he still um, goes to matches. Yeah, yeah.
2: So it's still. a lifelong thing with Ray, yeah. And, yeah. as he is with other players
1: too.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. And and he just—he yeah, just got the fans. The fans got him. Um, lovely guy. Um, I've had the pleasure of talking to him. Um, he'll be on the channel soon when when we're not locked down at games. Yeah, he wants to do it face to face, which I think is brilliant. But he's still. He could have just get, he could have dropped me a text, really, couldn't he? But now we chatted about an hour and a half about West Ham, you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah, have to do that, you know. But they and they, all of that, it, I think
1: revolution. players of those days, yeah, they had more, I think they had more of an affinity with, with fans, you know, where now you you really can't get close to them. I mean, they're, they're sort of like movie stars, mm. they, they're a bit, yeah. uh, you, you know, away from the ordinary fan. I don't think, I mean. I'm not saying that they, they wouldn't interact with but do you now really
2: I know what you mean they don't a, think they are you know no i don't think they mean to be i just think it's it's a different world isn't it than, than 20 30 years ago you know money wise yeah. and profession not professionalism I'm not saying they're not professional those guys were not professional at all but it's another level in terms of professionalism social media stuff like that it, they have to all be careful don't they who they talk yeah. to and, and their openness so you're right I mean, I mean, yeah you're totally right
1: there was something on television last night about, uh, I think it was Alex Young of Everton and saying about how they lived in the same street as the fans. You know, my me, me wife was incredulous, you know, lived in the same street, you know, but they did, you know, and now they live in gated, um, gated mansions and, you know, yeah.
2: um, right. but good luck to them. Good luck to them. They got the money. They get the money. They got to spend it somehow, don't they? So, yeah, good luck to them. And you're right. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know all the particularly West Ham boys around the 60s and 70s, they were all from around there, you know, in the same estates and, and stuff. And, yeah. A you lot know, of them had a second job and they had a, a market stall and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. it, that, that's what's come through. In the, you know, I, I'd never appreciated, you know, because obviously I, I, I've seen football in sort of from the 90s onwards and obviously it's changed somewhat. But, not compared to how it was in the sixties and seventies in terms of yeah in terms of the money of the game or anything in the play yeah. Right. Anyway, uh Tom Kazin. Tom Cazin. who's next? Yeah. Who are you
1: for? Uh at sent number five, centre half. Um I've I've seen a few centre halves. I mean Ken Brown, the sixty four centre half, a legend at the club. Alan Stevenson, who um, was signed from Crystal Palace, I think for eighty thousand. I-, I did have a particular liking for him, you know, because uh, it was an exciting signing for me, you know, Alan Stevenson coming in, and I think he played for the England under 23s, and uh, it was a, you know, a good centre-half, yeah, but has got to be Alvin at number five,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I think he's West Ham's greatest ever centre-half, you know, uh, with Alvin, he could do the muck and nettles, as uh, we call it up in the north, but he could play, Yeah, he could pass a ball, he could control the ball, and um, I think um, I, I, I did hear that he, he was a bit sort of um, he was criticised a lot for trying to overplay sometimes at the back when he should have really? centre half who can play football. I think I think all the great centre halves or central defenders could play. They could not only do the the dirty stuff. I mean, getting stuck in, heading the ball away, but they could play, you know. Yeah. And I love their footballing centre-half. Yeah, no, I totally
2: agree. And again, one's a similar one to Ray Stewart, you know, in terms of being this adopted Cockney-type thing, you know, very much so with him. You know, he still is in the area. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. And obviously, when when, Bill, when Billy got his stand named after him, Alvin did the presentation. Um which just shows, shows how much he's, he's. Good.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, Alvin does talk lovingly of West Ham. Yeah, he, he does. does. Well. And you can see he's got a great love for West Ham. No, I totally agree.
2: Right. Okay. Alvin's in, uh, who's next?
1: Ooh, who do I put at number six? That's a, that's a bit that's of a six. conundrum. Gary,
2: Gary, Gary Breen, in he comes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Obviously Bobby Moore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the sort of greatest ever hammer you know a wonderful wonderful footballer and uh, a, a terrific man i know a lot i've read a lot of the local fact used to say you had time for you and he'd sign autographs yeah. as a little aside before i retired i worked for the nhs in palliative and end-of-life care yeah. and i had a small part in the care of gordon banks i um in my job, I used to sit with people who were very poorly coming to the end. Yeah. And my my manager rang me up and said, I've got a job for you. And I think you're going to want to go because she knew I was a football fan. He yeah, yeah, said, it's yeah. Gordon Banks. Anyway, I, I went to his house. It was to give his family a bit of respite so they could go and do a bit of shopping. And yeah. So he was in bed and I, I sat with him for an afternoon. Oh, wow. And he was poorly. It's not long before he passed, but yeah. he, we had a good chat about, I mean, you can't, being the company of one of the football's greatest ever figures and not talk football, yeah. and he he just talked lovingly as as a footballer, of course. But he also said what a great man he was, yeah. you know, a, a really good human being, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was it was nice to um, to hear him say that, you know but he was a lovely man gordon yeah yeah
2: yeah. you couldn't miss, not take the opportunity could you
1: no it was uh yeah it was sad but uh it was um moments okay. of humor you know and uh, yeah, uh, yeah he was on a penalty from jeff first at upton park
2: yeah yeah uh, how
1: he said he, well, he he said he took the longest run-up i've ever seen <laughs> and i don't think he thought he was gonna save it, you know but he did but yeah but bobby was uh I mean, not the greatest in the air, not a speed merchant, yeah. but every every West Ham fan knows that he had it up here where he could read the game and he knew he knew what was what was gonna happen, you know, before it happened, yeah. The you know, Bobby Moore sort of uh, and obviously won the three matches at Wembley sixty four, cup final, sixty five, European Cup Winners Cup and then the World Cup, you know, yeah. But yeah uh, uh, what can you say about Bobby
2: Morton? Exactly I mean, you, you you were privileged enough to see him play you know Yeah um, yeah and, that, and that's and that's and that's a, a, an incredible accolade and you know obviously we as as sort of less experienced fans are very thankful for the fact that Bobby played for West Ham but yeah. you had the first hand experience and that and again that's, yeah. that's that's sort of like why we're doing this so we can sort of categorize and, and catalog all these, all these people who have seen these players, you know. because, yes. There, you know, we're only getting more players, and less players are being around to play, and and so, no, yeah, I could certainly see it about Bobby, and you, and you said you said know, we've had we've had people like Jeff Pycon who have spoken about Bobby yeah, from a player's perspective, as you said, you know, not just a fan's perspective, but from a player's perspective, how much of a gentleman he was. Yeah. He would literally wish yeah. everyone a good game. Um, yeah, individually you know little things yeah. like that and and obviously people who've worked Ian Crocker who've worked with him when he was at Cannes yeah. and stuff like that fantastic man on yeah, pitch. yeah pitch. okay Bobby is in tough break for Javier Margass uh, Bobby's in uh, right okay let's go let's go left back then who's a the fan well uh,
1: there's two that oh, yeah. I would choose from Frank Lampard Senior mm. who you know is a legend at West Ham. I think he's up there with the most appearances yeah, yeah. alongside Billy Bonds and mm. people like that, you know, and he played left back, but he he he, he was predominantly right footy, but he could um, hit the ball or pass the ball with his left foot, you know. He, in this team, I've there's a lot of two-footy players who could play with... who are comfortable on both sides, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got a lot of one-footy players who... Who the other foot is uh, useless, really. But there's a lot of two-footed players in this team. Which is when my son played football, I was used to encouraging to use his left foot as well, you know. And just you know, and he was a great fullback, Frank. He didn't win as many caps as he should have. And then um, Julian Dix, uh, legendary left back at West Ham. I mean, we know his reputation as a hard man. But he had much more than that. He could he could play too. He could hit a ball crossfield 50, 60 yards right on somebody's foot. He scored goals. Just could you just hang on a moment? I've got to uh, put the cat into the living room.
2: Don't be silly. Don't be silly. Go on.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's gone. <laughs>
2: Don't be silly. We've had uh, it's it's a new section of the show. I'm gonna yeah. start is guessing their pets. I've had Frank McAveny's dog, I've had Harry's dog, I've had uh, uh, Leroy Resenia's dog And you're the first yeah. fan Fan pet Cam So it's great Yeah Carry on Back, so, back to you.
1: Yeah, so Julian Yeah, he, he's uh, A legendary figure I mean, the fans Just adore him They love him, you know And another one who Who if, I think If you met him In a pub Or in the street He would have time for you Definitely He would, you know He would have time And he He's an ordinary guy And uh, But was a, a Brilliant footballer yeah. And so I'm I'm choosing Julian for the left back. Yeah. Uh, naturally left footed and he... defender and he was a great game forward too, yeah. Yeah.
2: No, yeah. I totally agree. And you're right. Again, outside of these four walls at London Stadium slash Upton Park, no he, he wasn't given the credit in terms of the player he was, in terms of football ability. No. Because it's always in the reputation always leads him, doesn't he? it? It proceeds. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was fantastic and you know he he'd always have a, a special place in, in my heart because I mean him. one
1: memory is when we played Manchester United in the nineties, might have been ninety-four, at Upton Park, we were two 0 down and Radichoyu then scored, I think. Yes. And then we had a penalty and you know, Julian against Michael. Yes. There was no no, no doubting the outcome. He hammered it in and the, it, the ground just erupted it was uh, that was a great memory of of, yeah. of ours you know it's always yeah. man
2: united it's always man united Josh. yeah always, yeah
1: um, we always thwarted them didn't we you know a lot of the time we thwarted them
2: we are the thorn in their side and hope um, and
1: we were at the match in 95 when we drew and stopped yeah. them winning the league when blackburn won so that was a, a good occasion <laughs>
2: It's just always Man United. It's always Man United. It's <laughs> the, the, it, Everyone talks about Tottenham and Chelsea, but you look through and the amount of times we've turned up for Man United um, is is remarkable. It is remarkable. And, uh, you know, I'm, I
1: remember... And know, we, we were at the FA Cup match, the Decanio uh, yeah. taxi for Barthes. We were there that day with 9,000 mm-hmm. 9, Hammers fans. Mm-hmm. Another memorable occasion, you know. Yeah,
2: he says the, the FA Cup games away have a bit because obviously you take a bigger percentage of the fans, don't you, in terms of the away? Yeah, right? yeah, and and there's something special about those those away days. At, uh, in the oh, Cup yeah, yeah, love know. the away days, yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, what's Julian? against them? Yeah, exactly. Oh, god, yeah, a few more of them next season, be nice. Julian's in, uh, okay, let's go midfield. Go on, then, I'll leave well, if you start the on the right, it's yep. got
1: to be Martin Peters, yep, uh another legend another two could hit the ball with right and left foot Too right. and um one of my first heroes at west ham really? you know uh, i was lucky enough to be at upton park when he he came walking past so i accosted him for a photograph and he was really obliging and he he, he, he uh, posed for a photograph with me which i've got in a frame now yeah but a great a great footballer um for West Ham and England you know scored his uh fair share of goals and I think he, I mean he, he was very versatile and I, I actually think he, he might have played in goal for West Ham in one match I I think he might have yeah I've, I've heard that yeah but a great a great, uh, great football you know good in the air yeah and uh, both feet no pace really but you know um, he had the ability yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's right. uh, sadly he passed away sort of fairly recently, you know. Yeah, all our heroes uh, seem to be going, you know.
2: They do, they do. Unfortunately, yeah, you're right. It's um, yeah, obviously Jack Charlton going as well. Yeah, Um, you know, it's it's yeah, it's one of those things. It's sad, and I mean, obviously Martin was very sad cause obviously he had dementia for for many years, and so, um, you know, we would we would ask, you know, something. We'd always be a bit careful about getting him. On yeah. the pitch, uh, interviewing him in case you know it was it was a bad day for him. Yeah, yeah, um, which was a shame, but you know he was still there to you know wave and, and stuff and, and, and yeah, people could show yeah. the appreciation for him. Um, but yeah, no, Martin Peters, fantastic.
1: Yeah, and I think with it, it, it going to Tottenham, I don't think tainted his
2: no it was, his reputation. Was, you know, which is weird because so many other players, Scott Parker, for example, um, go to you know go to go to spurs and, and then get vilified yeah but peter's never did and no, uh, no, no yeah it's 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 weird isn't it how it's like one rule for one but not for the yeah it's, it's, it's i think cuz it's it's the modern era compared to the slightly older era you know but still you know and and there's a great story that um my my uh, my the guy does West Ham. He does announcing. Martin goddiman did his one right at the beginning of the channel. He he got into West Ham because of Martin Peters, um, and and his first game was Tottenham away in 1970, and he'd missed the news that he'd moved, and so because nowadays you can't you can't no. run you know you get text messages, Twitter alerts. Yeah. But, and say, so, but if you miss the news, you're out of sync, and that's what he did. He missed the fact that he'd moved to Tottenham, and so he turned up, looked at the looked at the team sheet in the back of the programme. Martin Bates is at Tottenham. He's like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> but he stayed a West Ham fan. It's amazing. But okay, yeah, it might great. Be done, right, okay, let's move on. Who's who's next then, John?
1: The middle of midfield, first one, Billy Bonds. Yeah, and I think. I mean, when he first signed from Charlton, he was a right-back. Yes. Uh, he went into midfield and became captain when Bobby left. And I think he had his best years in the middle of midfield. I know he used to, I think, I'm sure one season he scored double-figure goals, you know. He was inspirational up and down the pitch. Mm. Another one he was a hard man, He could he could get stuck in. But he could also play. He was no mean footballer, you know. I remember when they played Stoke in the um, League Cup semi-final uh, at Old Trafford, the second replay, he was absolutely amazing. I'm I'm sure if he looks back, he'll think that was one of his best games because I know my brother-in-law, when Billy got the ball, he was just away from me, don't because he was running the show. Yeah. And uh, I know he scored one of the goals. And um, but a legend, a legend, you know, most appearances – you know, um, and then he moved to centre back, and obviously in the nineteen eighty Cup Final, played at centre back. Yeah. So he he he's been in a few positions, but you know, uh, played on till he was forty plus, oh, and uh, you know, and I think he was such an unassuming chap that you know, I know that after every game, he get straight dressed and go home to his family. You know, lovely family man, and um, but he was a he was a Great West Ham captain, you know, and uh, so he could do everything in midfield. Really, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No time, brilliant. Yeah, uh,
2: lovely guy, and he's just such a humble man off the pitch, um, and and that's what that's what often surprises me about him is he's you see you know I've watched him on highlights and stuff but he's swashbuckling, you know, yeah. That that sort of image of him with his bandage on his head. Oh yeah, and the, I love that. Uh, but still, like so unassuming. i mean the guy yeah I, think, I, I still don't think he's got a mobile phone um he famously has never had a mobile phone i think it might still be the case but um a thoroughly
1: decent yeah, man yeah yeah,
2: yeah. And, you, and you and when obviously we dedicated the stand we, you know renamed it Bobby more the the, the billy bond stand um you could just see how much it meant to him you know yeah. so much emotion from a man who you didn't see any emotion like that uh, yeah, he's playing all managerial career at West Ham, and uh, it, was a lovely, it was a lovely moment
1: for him, you know, to be recognized. Yeah,
2: too, right, uh, and, and a bit, bit obviously, late, a bit late and everything, but it, but it's you know, we're doing right and, and doing that, yeah, part. it started to make amends. Okay, it's, it's never too late, John. To you're totally right, you're totally right. Okay, Billy's in. Who is he going to partner in that
1: center then? Trevor Brookie, I can
2: imagine, yeah, so it's gonna be
1: Billy was uh, Trevor's minder. I think you know um, if anybody sort of was kicking Trevor, Billy had come over and um, sort them out. Yeah. Well, again, another two-footed player, equally comfortable on right and left. Yeah. And again, like Peters, not a lot pace, but he didn't need it. You know, and how he used to the ball was played, and how he used to sort of let it run past him and move on to it. You know, and uh, a sort of. Superb footballer, yeah. one of the the best in the country at the time. Yeah, and that, and when we went down in the league, he didn't go. Yeah. Nowadays, people would just go, and they wouldn't want to play in like the second division then or the championship. He stayed. I know he had his assurances from Ron Greenwood that he it wouldn't affect his England career, but it's great the fact that he um, he stayed. And it, I think it took a couple of seasons for us to get back, yeah. but you know, we did. And um, obviously, in 1980, he powered his header past, um, back Jennings, you know, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's uh, he, he's a, another legendary footballer at West Ham and another decent man, yeah,
2: yeah. In fact, more
1: important to be a, a good human being than a, a good a, a footballer, obviously. And I think he was both a, a Great football and a decent man. Yeah, totally agree.
2: Totally agree. Lovely guy, said Trev. And again, I don't think he's got a mobile phone either. No, because a house number. But you know, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's it's just you know, you just, it, it's funny when you think of things like that. But yeah, and and again, I know I always say it, and I don't know how to harp on about. But you know, the fact is that he was doing and Peters and and people like that were doing, you know playing some beautiful football. This is Tiki sort of Tacky before Tiki Tacky came along. Yeah, yeah. On 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 cra- on bogs of pitches, you know, like that team what well, it could have been like at you know London Stadium on the bowling green at London Stadium, you know, it's having a, a smooth surface. You know, that, that's, well, that's I,
1: what, it's incredible. There were mud heaps, you know, paddy fields. I mean, you know, um, either muddy or covered in water or in the winter. You know like skating rinks i mean like you say now what would trevor brooking and bobby moore and martin peters do on a on the pitches now you know yeah. i saw the match the other night and i said to my son that pitch it's you know the end of the season or, or you know the end of the season really and it looks like it's an august pitch
2: yeah it's incredible isn't it the, the, yeah yeah the way they, the way they sort of keep them. Oh, I mean, fair enough. It hasn't had any football on for three months, but no. still, uh, I mean, that, that's the one thing every time, obviously I, I'll be there on Friday and, and stuff at the, at the ground. And, uh, just you can just just from up top that they just the pitches are immaculate you know it's like yeah, yeah you know and it's they are beautiful and it's like you just think some of these some of these sort of older players on those pitches you oh would have yeah been, have been well be I mean they're already they already were world-class they would have been even more so isn't it and, yeah, and the, that's and the right, adverse, yeah I'd love to see the Messies, the Ronaldo's on those yeah. pitches just to see what they would do and you know oh yeah I mean interesting. I mean I know
1: players today they do complain if yeah. the pitch is not as good as they think it should be they do have a bit of a moan about it you know yeah I know that Pe uh, Guardiola has complained in the past about the grass being too long or yeah. you know yeah they don't know they're born <laughs> that they're born
2: these days you're right John right who's, who's your last piece in that uh, midfield then the well left. I'd love to
1: put John Sissons in yeah on the left because you know we' uh, we John was a, a great left winger and uh, one of my heroes, but it's got to be Alan Devonshire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, £5,000 from non league. How does that work, you know? Uh, and another two footed player could go right or left, go past a player on the outside, cross it with his left foot, like in the cup final, cut inside. A, a wonderful footballer and another really nice guy. I've had. Had a couple of interactions with him outside Upton Park. And, yeah. you know, only briefly, but he had time for you. You know, he wouldn't um, wouldn't walk off and he had time. And, you know, uh, uh, but a, a great, uh, great play. I think he only won nine caps. But I know injury may have halted that, you know, but um, he should have. Uh, he was unlucky, really, with that bad injury. Yeah. But he came back without the seizing pace but he, he adapted his game yeah and uh he had a big part in the 85 86 season you know yes. and uh yeah a, a wonderful a wonderful player yeah yeah
2: you and you're right you know he reinvented himself and came back a different player really but it, it, it just showed how, how skillful he was because you know it's always like you say the same thing about players can, you know, good players can play in any position. Well, you know, about Dev, he, he completely re changed his game, you know, when he came back in. just shows how good If he, he was,
1: was just a speed merchant, he wouldn't have come back no, and done what he did, but enabled him to uh, adjust his game mm. but still have an, have an effect on, on the game, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and the lovely guy. May well be on the Yeah, team. really nice man. You may well be interviewing <laughs> him soon. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Hopefully soon, which is good. Uh, all right, Dev's in. Okay. Uh, up front. Who are we going to have up front then, John?
1: Yeah. Um, there'd have been a case for Macaveni and Cotty, obviously. Yeah. Uh, great uh, great um, double partnership in the that season. I think 50-odd goals between them. Oh, God, yeah. Legendary partnership. You know, uh, they're unplayable. I mean, I went to the first match in that season when they played Birmingham and McIvenny sort of uh, played a sort of with a whole like the Force nine yeah. up front. But Goddard got injured and I think McAveny was then sort of um pulled up front. Yeah, shoved up. And you know. Uh, and I think another one Frankie loves West Ham and he loves the fans you know and, the, and it's reciprocated with them you know and Cotty a brilliant goal scorer yeah but the first strike is, is Sir Jeff Hurst, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um I think he's second only to Vic Watson in the the most goals to West Ham you know and uh, legendary footballer and again he could play with both feet, you know, yeah. um, and he was good in the air. Shorted off as a, as a, I think a left off. Do you know what one of those is? Uh, yeah, 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 I
2: know that. I know that, John. I'm, 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 yeah, I know. Yeah. Left off.
1: and and then Green, Ron Greenwood saw something in him that he pushed him up front, and mm. but that was Ron Greenwood. I mean, it, 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 as as knowledgeable as any manager's ever been. Yeah. And he saw something and, and it transformed Jeff. And uh, he went on to become not only one of West Ham's greatest, but one of England's greatest, you know, and obviously 66. Yeah, he, he was a, a superb striker, you know, a superb striker, yeah. Yeah, lovely guy.
2: Okay, yep, so Jeff is in. No, we've, got, we've got a few, sir. You've got two, two Knights of the Realm in your team and should have been Bobby as well, but you've got two. Actually.
1: Yeah, definitely. And,
2: and who's the last piece of this Johnny
1: Levin Yeah It could have been McAvenie or Cotty yeah. Johnny Byrne Who uh, was a brilliant um, Striker for West Ham I did, uh, With not being able to attend many matches I didn't see a great deal of him Yeah, But I do know What a brilliant striker he was You know uh, I think um, I think it was Ron Greenwood Called him the sort of English Di Stefano Similar footballer You know sort of uh just wonderful ability yes. clinical in front of goal you know and um a lovely sort of man as well i think he i know he liked to lo- do a lot of chattering they called him budgie yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. but alongside uh, sir jeff brian pop robson oh yeah was uh you know now another another player he, he played a lot in midfield for west ham because he got the ability to play in midfield. But uh, I think in 72, it was either or 28 league goals. I mean, what would you give for a striker to score 28 league goals now? i will take
2: eight. You I'll know. take eight.
1: Yeah, yeah, you would. You would. <laughs> Double figures would be wonderful. Yeah. But, I mean, he was a, a sort of prolific striker. He could play in midfield. He could create. Yeah. And um, But he was prolific in front of goal. Yeah. I mean, he started off at Newcastle and he, you know, he a great goal scorer for them. And then he, you know, he, he joined us and uh, just a brilliant goal scorer, a brilliant footballer. And um, I know he's got a lot of love for West Ham, uh, the things you read, you know. And uh, I think a lot of his colleagues who played with it alongside him really appreciated his yeah. ability, you know. He spoke. I know they speak highly of him. A lot of players do, you know. Yeah. And he never won an England cap, which, which is uh, travesty, it's really.
2: it's all too familiar by time, isn't it? Really? Yeah, you, it, you know, sort of Hurst and Robson.
1: Yeah, mm. to a great partnership. Yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, I mean again, you know, looks like Billy Bonds. You know, never, never getting an England cap, and you think.
1: I mean. How I mean, in, you, Scott, for God's sake. Yeah, if I mean, an English striker scored twenty-eight league goals now, they'd be in the squad immediately. You know, yeah,
2: from the age of about eighteen, they'd be in the squad straight away. You know, like Michael Owen type thing. You know, it's like
1: yeah. You know, I mean, you know, and Billy Bonds was never capped. I know yeah. he he missed out through injury. He would have been capped, I think. But um,
2: but then you look at Billy, and you look at someone. I can't remember who it was, but it was interviewing someone. And he he said, "How many? How many?" uh Caps like Emmeline Hughes got over that period, and you think, yeah, you know, Billy was so much a better player than him, and
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's very strange, you know. It, it, I don't know, it's it always seemed West Ham were discriminated against where England were concerned, you know, in, yeah. in some respects.
2: Well, it's always been, I mean, same as Julian Dix, wasn't it? Same
1: as yeah, Dix. yeah, Julian. I mean, I think the John Gorman said he, he had to grow his hair to get picked, but they didn't. Think... Right. I think Julian's reputation went before him, you Definitely. know. I mean, yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Now, this is not being unkind to the blacks who have played today, like Kyle Walker or Ben Chilwell. Would they sort of, you know, score goals like Julian, or could they mm-hmm. hit a, a diagonal sixty-yard ball? Would would you know? Would would they hit one in from thirty even, yards? Even which
2: he his time, during his time, John, you had like people like Graham Leso in ahead of him, yeah. and now and, uh, Pierce, Stuart, Pierce. Fair enough, you know, because I think it was, he went after But, but you know, Lesseau was a quarter of the play that Julian Deeks was.
1: And uh... I mean, Julian did have a short fuse. We we know that, but but ability wise, he should have won fifty caps or more Easy. if he went on ability.
2: Yeah. What they should do really but never they ever did it It was always as you said someone like graham was so quite clean cut you know and yeah you know, clean cut and you know yeah he didn't he didn't fit into that sort of no no feel of that team they were all you know pretty boys and,
1: and yeah yeah
2: took for ages john man it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to yes, you yes i've loved it loved it well, thank you so much um,
1: it's a pleasure Ross
2: thank you and obviously thank you to everyone for watching as well continue to watching uh, I really appreciate everyone's uh, all, the, all the likes and comments and stuff so make sure you share and like and do all that stuff and subscribe if you haven't subscribed to the channel already um, and until next time for me and John take care everybody we'll see you again very soon and come on you irons come on you irons come on you irons yes take care everyone see you later Bye-bye. bye bye bye